I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Monica Jazik. Monica is the founder of RPI Education, the world's fastest growing investment community. And she's on a mission to help everyday people invest like the top 2%. Um, Monica, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and, and uh, being here and which at the time of us recording is is early morning for us, but uh, I, I I really do appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, would you go ahead and tell us about yourself? Tell us your background, kind of let, let the listeners know, you know, how you got to where you are today, and then we'll, we'll dive in. Excellent, for sure. So um, I am a real estate investment specialist and wealth builder and founder of RPI Education. And I spend most of my time as a real estate investment consultant, helping people really learn how to use real estate to build wealth like the top 2% do so they can get the same sort of results and structure their wealth plan like the top 2%. And the reason I'm so passionate about this, this really comes down to my goal is to fill this wealth gap that's experienced by middle working class people in society today. And I am one of those people <laughs> because we've been on this journey for, well, I've been with my husband for, we'll be celebrating 20 years in February. And, oh, you know, we started our journey, our financial journey together. And in our 20s, we really, it's been a long, you know, when you have that separation from child to becoming an adult in charge of your own finances, it's amazing the advice that we're given uh, from traditional financial planning and how it made us so ill-equipped in regard to building wealth. So we spent many years trading time for money. Uh, we were, were both highly educated. You know, we did went to school, we traded time for money, we got our jobs, and we just really were not getting any further ahead financially in regards to our savings goals. Now, our first and foremost, our biggest job is we are parents, obviously. And I see you have this daddy, daddy um, yep. thing in the background. I love that. It's so cute. Um, so we have four children. And even after one child, I knew I was finishing my master's degree and I knew I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And my husband was obviously on board, you know, for that goal. He thought that was great. And he was working really, really hard. He was making great money. But without that extra salary there, it was just really, really stressful. And it was really a, fi a financial hardship to not have that extra money there. And that's when I really wanted to study money and really learn how to get my money working so we can be able to afford to retire and we can help our kids out. Those are my two main whys. Sure. Was how can I really be there for my family and still provide for my family. And we went through this through for several years, trying to do things like that traditional way. My husband was working overtime. He was working up to like 15 hours a day sometimes. 
um, trying to make more money, trading that time for money. I was opening up all these education accounts, retirement accounts. I was making my coffee at home and, <laughs> you know, saving my little 10% aside. And, and you know, I, I felt like we were doing the right thing. It was still very, very um, hard to make ends meet every month. Uh, but we were doing everything the financial gurus were telling us to do. But what happened was in 2008, and then we had two children at that time, um, and then the crisis hit, we lost all of those savings, the little pools that we did manage to save. And that was really, really discouraging to, to think we trusted these professionals. We took this advice. We're trying to live our authentic lives here. And the only financial plan was me going to work full time. So if we ever wanted to be able to afford to retire, if we ever wanted to help our kids out, I had to go to work full time. And that made me start wondering, what kind of society do we live in if it takes two six-figure salaries to just get by? And by getting by, I mean having a little bit extra every month, having some sort of enjoyment in your life, as well as being able to retire and help your kids out. And that was the point where we thought we need to start doing something different. And we read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed everything for us. It was just financial liter literacy tailspin, total different 180 perspective of everything we've been taught. And it just all the puzzle pieces just fit together. And we knew it was time to start investing differently. And we started investing in real estate. And that just absolutely changed everything for us. Yeah, it, this is a, a I, I'm excited. This is a topic that I'm very passionate about because it's it's like I talk a lot about you know with other guests as well that you know what we're what we're taught traditionally is to you know do the IRAs and 401ks and all of that stuff. And I would even argue we're not actually taught that. We just get out and do it because we're told to do it. Like no one no one actually tells you like this is what you're going to do from retirement. It's 401k or you can contribute this much to your IRA. Like. I was told <laughs> I learned about IRA by my accountant because this was years ago, but asked me, Hey, do you have an IRA? You can have some tax savings. And so I was like, sure, do that. So I put the money in the IRA. I didn't know I had to do anything. And it sat there for five years, literally doing nothing. It didn't even get interest in an IRA unless it's invested. So it's mm -hmm. like nobody and and i've i've made all the money mistakes so it's it's uh, i could go on but the, the the reality is it we're not taught what to do and and even what you are taught is is oftentimes probably not the best thing for you or what what you're told mm -hmm. to do so um you know, kind of love that this topic and i i love that you know you, you came to that realization and had um you know the a lot of people point to rich dad, poor dad as, you know, kind of their epiphany moment where they read it and turn things around. But um, let talk a little bit about like what that I know you said you need to start to invest in real estate, but I, I'm really interested in what that time frame looked like. So you, you sort of went from, OK, we're going to do the traditional route and then, OK, now now we're going to you know, invest in real estate or like what, what steps did you do? Cause I think that's important to people. And I'm sure that's probably what you teach in your, in your um, program, but like, what did you do to sort of change directions there? Right. Well, this has been another huge journey. So we went to, to switch from doing nothing 
to really doing everything. And we were motivated because that 2008 really hurt. And I think people need enough pain in order to move past the fear and confusion and make that commitment to do something. So without any assistance whatsoever, our first step was to go out and we ended up purchasing three properties. And these properties, we actually made in our first two years of of real estate or three years of real estate, we made a million dollars in mistakes. And this is all highlighted in our book, Real Estate Mistakes, Our Mistakes, Your Success. And the purpose of this book is to really kind of walk people through the investor's journey and these common mistakes that people make. They want to invest in real estate, but how do you do it properly? So in reality, anyone could buy and sell a home. And but can you do it properly? And are you doing it to its maximum effect? And so even in turn with what you were saying about, you know, it took an accountant to mention an IRA account. Do you know that you can self-direct your IRAs and use them? It doesn't have to be in these things. So it's always these these little perspectives like we can get ourselves so far. You open up the account. You didn't know what to do with the account. We were buying real estate. We were not doing it properly. We weren't leveraging properly. So we'd run out of buying power. Um, we weren't, you know, buying in the right areas. We weren't using the right strategies. There's so much more behind it. But whenever someone comes to me and says, I did it. And even if we have to fix it, sometimes that is easier than helping people move past that fear of actually getting them to do it. Because a lot of people are so scared of doing it because like you said, no one tells you how to do this stuff. So we started off with buying these three properties. One was the ski condo um, because we were very familiar with skiing and we knew the area and it was a lower purchase price. It kind of all made sense. So of course we went through that process, made all these mistakes there, but it was okay. And then we had two other properties we got in a Northern um, uh, Northern community for very cheap. So this is when we started chasing lower purchase prices and because we felt like, oh, we have no money. We, we didn't know how to leverage properly. We didn't know how to mortgage properly. So we are kind of compromising area in terms for low price point. And I really see this as a com- common mistake that investors make as well. So at that point, that was our three properties. And then we kind of looked at each other and go, realized that we don't really know what we're doing. Now we need to get some education. So we started going to all of these well, we saw an ad in the paper with Robert Kiyosaki's face saying he's coming to some hotel <laughs> to talk to us for this free event. And we're like, but he wasn't there, obviously. Right. But another guy was there and he was doing all this crazy stuff, like holding up $10 bills in front of the room and everyone's railroading themselves to get it to take action and doing whatever. So that was kind yeah. of funny, but we were really in the zone at this point. We already had the three properties. So we actually did end up signing to this three-day course. And um, so we ended up signing up for this three-day course. And I was like, so determined to get my money's worth of this three-day course. And, you know, like, it was like, I don't even remember how much it costs. And today it's like $1,500. Then it was maybe $300 or $500. But to me, that was a lot. Like, that was a huge right. commitment to go there. And I didn't want to be duped. I was really scared of, of getting duped. But at the same time, I really wanted to make progress. So we went there and of course you spend three days, we met all these amazing like charismatic trainers and they get you in this zone, you know, you get in this NLP zone and we're going out for lunch with other people and trying to get things for free because that's what you're supposed to do. And then next thing you know, you're upping your credit cards in the hallway <laughs> to to, yep. to get ready for this stuff. It was really funny. 
But that being said, we it opens up your eyes to like all these new possibilities of what you can do. And you kind of leave these meetings. A lot of people take a lot of notes because you do learn new information, but they're leaving it with full notebooks with half strategy. So if you want to really know, like they're like, here, this is what's possible. If you want to really know the other half, pony up a hundred thousand dollars and and um this is what we'll we'll tell you, you know. So right. <laughs> believe it or not, we did that. So and we we sat there and it was very, very a really, really premeditated decision. And we we had three kids at this time. Okay. And we sat out there in this thing, and my husband was actually more pro this. I'm like, this is crazy. They're gonna want our money. We can't do this. And he's like, we have to do this, Monica, because we don't know what we're doing, and this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, all right, well then, this is how I've been married 20 years, right? He lets me steer the ship, but when he says that, I will listen to what he has to say. Yeah. So I said, okay, let's really kind of do this. So to to make a, a long story short, we we did end up making that investment, which then ended up. I was taking a series of three-day courses and everything in real estate investing under the sun, land development, commercial, you know, wholesaling, flipping, all these things. We did over a hundred deals our first year in real estate because we needed to make up that value. And that's not a good thing, by the way. That's horrible. This is what led to a million dollars in mistakes because we were assigning a lot of properties and wholesaling and doing all these sort of things. My goal was to be with my family. Like what family? I had right. three kids and I had number four out to here. And even during labor with her, this is how old I am now. I'll give away my age here. I I had to stand by the fax machine to get the best <laughs> real estate deal ever and waving an epidural for this. Like this is how into this, this zone we were yeah. because we spent so much money and we didn't have that. And we had to up all those credit cards. Next thing you know, we have $100,000 of credit card debt. And we need to pay this off and I need to implement. So if I was learning about rent-to-owns, I was out doing rent-to-owns. If I'm learning about flipping, we were flipping. And this is how we did so much. But we just did too much too soon. And that led to that million dollars mistakes. And it wasn't until we got a proper coach, a proper business coach who looked at us and said, you guys are nuts, (laughs) you know, and you don't need to be doing this. And you're going to burn yourself out and you're neglecting your children. He actually asked me, are you resentful of your children? And I was never resentful of my children, but I was ignoring my children. And the reason he was so emotional about that was he was in that exact same spot. He had that same experience when you're growth driven, you know, sometimes you really kind of miss the more important things. And he asked me a question and I always ask my clients this question. It's what are you trading your life for? So we kind of swapped out trading our life for jobs and works and this this rat race to now just being these full-time real estate investors. And it was just because we just wanted to apply so much. And in real estate investing, not everyone needs to be a full-time real estate investor, but everyone needs to have real estate in their portfolio. And I'm grateful because of that uh, financial commitment I made to the course. And I'm grateful for the million dollars of mistakes because the only thing I really benefited from having that exposure and being able to apply the learnings and all those courses, and most people do not, which is really sad. So I think a lot of people go in and they don't do anything with this. And I don't understand how that's possible. We are opposite. Is it's made Vaughn and I excellent, excellent, excellent consultants. So now when people come to us about various real estate investment strategies, we're able to tell people what works and what does not work really, really quickly. 
And we're also able to make sure people keep their eye on the prize by focusing on what their why is and creating a real estate portfolio that revolves around their why so they can live their best life. Because that's what we stand for is the time, money, freedom, and helping people really create their life that they want to be living. Yeah, it, it a lot of great points there. I think the the um, <laughs> the courses I I I didn't go as far as you know signing up for the, the the big course, but I have been in those you know hotel rooms where they're like, here just here's this three day course, and then you know it just becomes this. Um, you know, cycle, but I have, I have been through a number of mentorships. So, um, understanding the importance of someone sort of directing you in, in, in oh, a yes. focused direction, right? Like it's the higher you go, the more coaches I think that you definitely yeah. need in yeah. your corner. And it's not about having a coach that knows you, loves you and helps you grow in a community. It's about, um, mass selling cookie cutter solutions to people, uh, and whether they apply it or not, it, it's, it, they're indifferent, right? Because in reality, yeah. you cannot learn everything you need to know in a three-day course, and then you're left on your own. Like, where was my mentor when I was in the construction field with my development project going belly up? <laughs> what am I going to do? Pull out my notebook and right, right. <laughs> look but at my strategies? Like, you will need that real-time accountability. <laughs> yeah. All the development you learned in your in that one hour of the course is is probably not uh, applicable when you're actually doing a development project. But it, it's it's a good. There's a couple of good take-home messages, I think, here. One, there's a a million different ways in real estate to invest, whether it's actively or passively, and be successful. But it's not good to do all million ways, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's much better to get focused in on the one that, that, as you said, you know, sort of works for you and what you want your life to look like and all of that. And it's, it's very easy. A lot of people... <clears throat> They think they get. A, they say they're going to be an active real estate investor because they don't like their job, and they're and so it was very easy to just be in the exact same situation, but doing real estate, where you're still working all the time and 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 maybe not at the things that you're passionate about. If you're just trying to look at it from, well, I need to make this amount of money to replace what I like. If you're really just still looking at it from a trading time for money thing, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't change your life. So what, what you were saying about, you know, kind of you help people focus on what they, what their why is, what they want their life to look like. I mean, that, that is a really great perspective to come at it from because not, not every real estate asset class or, or, you know, sort of, process of investing they they don't all have the same look in terms of lifestyle and it's like i, I think you know you look like, like people that are wholesaling like it's just a i think it's just a constant hustle and grind and yeah. like i have there's no like yes you could look at it as it's a it's an easy way to make a chunk of money because you're you're just you know, do it, but it's not, it's not easy. Like that grinding, that call, cold calling, all of the marketing you've got to do. For I, that. I was doing 20 hours a day wholesaling. I wholesaled our way in 20 million dollars. I mean, sorry, a million dollars out of debt. Yeah. That's how we got out through yeah. wholesaling. Yeah. And, and so wholesaling is, I always had dogs breakfast, even though we always have to be wholesaling because you make money when you buy in real estate. Right. So we could show you how to wholesale, 
But having your wholesale business in the buyer's list and the driving down these properties and breaking in with wrenches, that doesn't even happen. And the we buy home signs, there's a much easier way to even do quote unquote wholesaling without really doing, like you said, that 20 day grind. I think that's what a lot of people hear in these podcasts and in clubhouse rooms and all these different things they hear wholesaling. Oh, I don't need any money and I can make like $40,000 right away from this. That's not necessarily true either. I mean, we right. have, we've had more than that. We've also made a lot less, but really what are you trading your life for in that time? They could probably be doing the same thing, you know, doing a different real estate strategy to build their yeah. own wealth right? while still doing wholesaling. So it really is about, like you said, designing your own life and picking that strategy and designing your life around it. Like even this morning, my son, he made the volleyball team. He's in grade seven. Right. And I'm like, you need to tell me what days your games are on. And they have a cross country run, which is all day next week. You need to tell me what time that cross country run is on. So I've designed our life and our real estate business and our portfolio. So it suits things like that. So then after school, both Mon and I can be at that game and watching, yep. you know, our kids there, or we could volunteer in the class or go to a cross country run midday or do the things for ourselves and even during the middle of the day. So I think that's what people really, they get caught up with these concepts like wholesaling or, you know, really focus on recreating the income. And like you said, they lose their, their life. Um, you know, just because if money is your end goal at the end of the day, if money is your why, since this is all about your why you need a different why because Mm -hmm. numbers are infinite. And so as soon as you achieve whatever that goal is, it's only going to go up because we're all in that growth mentality. So it ha- your goal has to be attached to something other than money. Freedom would be like my biggest why, mm-hmm. because I answer to myself and I need that freedom to have that time and make the amount of money in my life for me to to have that. So that that's my big thing is freedom. If it takes away my freedom, that's what really, really terrifies me. So any real estate strategy, another big one that people talk about is running multifamily residential. Well, I'll just go and get a 250 apartment building. That's not the way real estate works, you guys. Like I knew someone who had a 250 unit apartment building. I was at their luxury cottage in Muskoka on their dock. And I asked the mother and the parents who run it, I said, so what are you doing most of the time? She looked at me like I had two heads and she said, I'm running my apartment building with six other people. That's all that you do. And for me, that I don't want to do that. But I have a lot of apartment buildings. They're just passive. Right. So I think it really is that mix, like you said before, active and passive, active. What is it you want to be doing? What fits with your life? Passive. What can we be doing in the background to grow our money and continuously building our wealth and let those other people who are passionate about those growth strategies do that? Yeah, yeah, agree 100%. I think you've got to be, you want, you want both, right? You want to, you need an active activity, at least when you're early on, eventually you might get to the point where you can be completely passive if you've got enough invested, but, but you want to be something you want to be active and passive and and the active doesn't have to be in real estate right the mm-hmm. active the active can be you might already have a good job you might already have a high paying job just put that money to work and 
real estate's a great vehicle to put that money mm-hmm. to work. Like there's, you know, obviously we've talked about, there's a million different strategies, but like pass- passively investing in apartment buildings, you, you know, in theory, you, a good expectation is to double your money every five years. So it doesn't happen overnight, but like you're, if you're doing that consistently and you're putting money into these investments, you know, and, and then five years later, it's twice as much money. And then five years after that, it's four times as much money as you started with. And so it's like, you have the ability to significantly increase your wealth. And, and if you're, you keep reinvesting now you're now you are getting more and more passive and you can have more of your income come from that passive side so there's yeah. the, the strategies are are kind of endless but but in reality like your active activity it doesn't have to be real estate it, it yeah. can be if you enjoy it but it it can be whatever you want right you can be a doctor or a lawyer you can own a, a construction company it, uh, just literally anything you just need yeah. to figure out how to make the money go to work for you. Like, and again, this is, this is Robert Kiyosaki yeah. thing, but like, if you're not making money in your sleep, you, you know, you, you'll work until you die or and something. I'm sure I'm butchering that a little of bit. Your wealth. Yes. How much, how much money do you make when you're sleeping is a true indication of your wealth. And we're not about real estate at RPI education. We're wealth builders. So we're, how did we can help you build wealth and real estate's a vehicle. We have clients who never touch real estate. They never even fully own the real estate. They just need to know those fi- financial literacy components. Because we not only talk about real estate, we also show people about mortgages and strategic leverage. Mm-hmm. So how they can create more money and utilize their assets. And even like those financial literacy terms, like the difference between assets and liabilities, how can we get you to acquire more assets and then structure yourself properly through incorporating and then paying for those liabilities? How can we help you pay less tax? How can we help you build an estate? So now you have a succession plan. How can we help you utilize insurance to build your wealth? So a lot more of what we help is very all-encompassing at RPI Education is we have these team of experts that are across Canada, the US, and Australia that are there to help people who want to get access to that financial literacy and they want to be able to have a supportive community that helps them through different programs, not three-day courses. <laughs> we create all of our content online so people can ex- ex- be ex- access it at their own time. But we also have live coaching where people jump on and get their questions answered by not just me and Vaughn, but a team of experts across the globe. And we have these great, interesting conversations. So that's, we're really trying to kind of combine the learning to be what fits with everyday people today? What's real information? Because what the way Vaughn and I spend our time is we are continuously building our wealth and our investments. And we're investigating what works today. There's a lot of different changes happening today in regards to interest rates, recession, uh, possible another housing market crash. And we ourselves are operating our own portfolio and money in real time share that with people, what our experiences are, and figure out what works. And as we work with our experts, we just really just share our team with other people. Say, hey, guys, like, have you ever thought of this area of Florida? I mean, Florida is probably not the best indication, but none of our areas were affected by the hurricane, fortunately. (laughs) But would this be something that you'd be interested in? We even have, and I know you're located in LA, uh, an expert in LA who was helping one of our our clients whose brother's in Australia, he's actually a surgeon, and they bought a five-unit 
um, beautiful like Spanish style villa biplex. And it was for a very, very reasonable price, turnkey investment. And they're just happy as a claim. And they got this way below fair market value. So when you have real estate teams, you know exactly what you're looking for. You know, that's the way to make money in real estate and, and to figure out what to do when and in regards to what's happening in the occurrences. Like we are at sky high prices the last two years. So a lot of our clients were selling because now is the time to sell. And now we're primed to all buy as the market is is dropping. So it really is about kind of Vaughn and I, as we share our experience, how we're timing the market, what we're currently doing, and our our personal experts help us do that. Then that's really what we're bringing in and sharing with the community, not to partner with us or to JV with us or anything. I mean, we could have opportunities time to time to do these things, but primarily to get that financial literacy you know, off, let's change the traditional ways of thinking. Let's get the financial literacy on paper so people can digest it on their own time, but let's get them applying it as well. And the best way to apply it is to come on these sessions and ask your questions or better yet, come into more coaching. Like obviously we want to coach as many people as possible. And because that's when your learning really, really accelerates. So we try to accommodate people in all the different stages they are on their learning journey because sometimes people just want the information. And I think what a lot of people do is they piecemeal information from too many sources together, which gets them more confused. And then they have that analysis paralysis. Sure. Yeah. And it is it is nice that it's a sort of an all-encompassing type of education because, you know, God, so many times it's like, I'll talk to investors and I'm like, here's this, you know, Here's the latest deal. Let me, and they have no familiarity with real estate. So it's really like starting from the beginning, telling them this, this is a syndication. This is why you would invest passively. These are the benefits to you. Like these are all of this stuff. And it's, and it's great. Like I, I, I love educating people about it, but then when they say, okay, I just need to talk to my financial advisor about it. And I immediately know that that financial advisor doesn't know anything about real estate and isn't going to have any like positive <laughs> feedback yeah. about it like and that it's not that they should only invest in real estate it's just that that that, that person i know isn't going to be able to talk to them about it and what, also, what is the financial advisor doing like right well, their, yes, and that, where that, are they with their yeah. where are they with their current plans so people should really look at their financial advisor and like what kind of car are they driving? Like what kind of shoes are they? We're not talking about designer shoes, but like, how is this person capped and how do they live their life? And is that the life that I want to be living? What results are they getting? Because if they come to your house in a beat up car and scuffed shoes and their hair standing on end, because they're all hairy because they're losing their shirts in this portfolio <laughs> as well, yeah. or they're starting out, it really is an indication of, uh-oh, like, do I want to do what they're doing and everyone should look at the five people closest to them and think, are these people doing what I want to be doing? Because if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You always want to be growing with people better than you. And we work with financial advisors. And I'll tell you one thing. It's interesting that you brought that the financial advisor, because a lot of them are highly commission driven and they only know the products that they're offered. And a lot of them aren't even investing. And that frustrates me the most is when you ask people, so where are you currently building your wealth? Oh, uh, uh, starting out, saving for a first house. And I'm listening to you. Right. You're going to be right. in charge of my wealth plan and you don't even have your wealth plan. So you have to look where you get it. But all of our financial advisors that 
that we have in the RPI community are, it's funny because they started out as financial advisors. We work very closely with these people. Um, so most of them, they were in that traditional field and realized themselves, this is not working. And they went into their own sector. So we have some who started specializing in private market products, which I absolutely love. And private market products have tremendous growth in them and people can grow their, their 401k, their IRA, all these sort of uh, registered plans in these products. And it's just fascinating. And they felt like a real heel growing their own money in these and, and receiving tremendous growth. And then telling their clients to go invest in mutual funds. So they switched over. And the other ones uh, are focusing on the infinite banking concept, mm -hmm. which has been huge for our wealth plan. And before they were just doing all the thing and now all they're doing is focusing on that. So it really is the authenticity of the financial planner. Do they walk the walk or are they just talking the talk? And what results are they getting? And do you want to be getting those, those results? Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's just yeah, hundred percent agree. And it's like also, are they do? Are you paying them to do something with your money that you could just do on your own, right? Like if they're just putting your money in mutual funds or you know indexes that's that track the SP, like you, you can do that. It doesn't have, you don't have to pay fees for that? Like you can do that yourself. It doesn't. So it's it's just a it's a it's a lack of knowledge. I really think it's yeah. just a lack of knowledge amongst most people. Um, and, and again, and they will get trailers on those fees without following up. Like if you have a financial planner that has the witness to follow up with you every quarter and keep you on track, and they're consistently growing your money, go for it. But when we started out with our financial planner, oh my gosh, I didn't even know where he was. I finally had to phone the company after a while. And if any, he's in the mountains of Italy. And then another one, even recently, we were just dissolving a bunch of term policies they set us up for because to create our infinite banking. So we have our infinite banking going now. Couldn't find him either. Like they will just literally quit that job or leave that industry. And they don't even have the the uh, gumption to even tell their clients or their client base that I'm leaving. I'm out of this industry anymore. So and they could be even if they switch still receiving trailers. So it shows you know, really, are they in this, like, they set you up once in the set it and forget it approach, because the only time I ever received any counsel, outside, they come to your kitchen, they have the computer, and they set out your financial projections for what do you want in retirement? Okay, well, I'm going to guess that this will give you this. And then they ask, what's your risk tolerance, low, medium or high? Aside from that, I never received any sort of ongoing advice, right. counsel, right. pivoting, doing any of that. So you're right, like, if that's the case and that's what you're given, you may as well save yourself the fees and do it yourself. Right. Yeah. That it's even if like, even if you have there, I'm, I'm sure there are good financial planners. This is not to like say that there are none, but the, the point is you should also have some knowledge of what's going on with your money and not just sort of blindly be trusting this person because it may be that they're doing a great job, but you should know why. You should know yeah. what's happening to make that a great because because yeah what if that person does leave the industry now you've now you've got to go to someone else or you you don't know how to you know sort of continue that so it's 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 not so much to bash on um, financial planners no, it's truly just but to we say need financial planners we right, need financial planners we just need them to do their job for the people because if the people don't have that knowledge and they're counting on them to guide them and we also need financial planners to learn to do what works as well. If financial planners could start taking on these concepts, then together we could fill this wealth gap. 
we need licensed professionals to stop us from all the other unlicensed people who are out there who may be giving also ill advice for people and their money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Monica, let's uh, let's switch gears. I don't want to keep you all day. Um, I, like I said at the beginning, this is <laughs> a topic that I get pretty passionate about. So, um, but let's let's make sure we get to ask you the questions that uh, I ask every guest. And the first one is, of course, based on the name of the show, being "Know Your Why." And I know you touched a little bit on this, but maybe can you just expand on what is your why and and you know, kind of what what drives you? So once again, yeah, my why really is my family. And I said that before and did things that were not aligning with my why. I was overworking and <laughs> I was in love with real estate, not my family. So it really is um, the my family and the freedom in my life. So anything that we do, if, I'm, if it doesn't go towards the freedom in my life, I'm not alignable with that goal. And by having that why, it's really helped me design, design my life to be centered around my family. So when mm -hmm. Vaughn and I make decisions on real estate or any of our investment strategies or even anything that we're going to do um, to grow, it first is one based around our children. Does it align with our children and let us be available to them? Yeah. Uh, two, does it align around our fitness and our personal health goals? Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Then three, we put our business in there. And then, so it really is that one, two, three-step process. So although business is super important to us, we really put it in third position rather than first position. So now we can give more to our clients, more to our community, more to this world, because we come from a place of energy, because we know we created that freedom in our life. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you have to... You, you you touched on both points, really. Like, you, you have to have a strong why. The, the why is the driver... And and then you have to implement that strategy that that keeps that why out in front of you, right? So it's yeah. like, what what am I doing that makes that makes me <laughs> what am I doing that makes me achieve the way I want my life to look? And and what is the kind of reason behind it? I guess is is mm -hmm. you know putting those two things together is is exactly right. Um, I love that. Um, second question for you: Tell us something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, anything that you're, you know, comfortable sharing, let people know you a little bit better. Um, let me think here. Well, one really uh, exciting thing that I find exciting, whatever, um, about myself that I don't really, sometimes I share it on social media and I do talk about it from time to time, is the importance of having time just for myself that has nothing to do with mm -hmm. business, nothing to do with kids, nothing to do with Vaughn, uh, and which is really tennis. <laughs> so when I turned for, we're members of a, of a country club and I used to do this just for my kids because they had a really good swimming program and really good tennis programs. We have four kids. So we started having kids in our twenties. So through my thirties, we had four children. This is largely the raising, the diapers, the yes. taking them to, to taught things this is very, very hands-on and intensive. It really, you, so anyone who's there in their thirties, if you have zero, zero life, it's okay. This is very normal. And you, you're probably not meant to have a life now, but then you hit 40. And <laughs> so I was probably 39 and a half. <laughs> I was sitting in the parking lot and this like convertible pulls up and these women jump out laughing their heads off. 
It was kind of like that Pursuit of Happiness movie, you know, and they all dropped by laughing. It was like that. And they jump out with their tennis rackets. I'm like, I want that. (laughs) I need this for me. Like, I need something for me. And so from that point on my 40th, the year of turn 40, um, my 40th birthday, I joined as a tennis member. And I met a great group of women. And I joined a tennis league. And I got really involved in this because my daughter went to, to kindergarten full time that year. See, I've been home. I've been a stay at home mom for 18 years. So, um, finally I got this freedom, like, yay, like I'm going to roar myself. I'm going to play tennis. And also tennis is a very appointment in my book here. So if people say, can we have a call? I'm sorry, I have an appointment. And a lot of the time I'm on the tennis court. So I play about three to five times a week and it really makes me a nicer person. (laughs) And it really is that great, huge gift I gave to myself because I finally realized that I count too. Yeah. And so that's one thing is that I'm not a great tennis player. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, you must compete or do whatever. No, 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 it's very, very social and it's very, very fun. But that is one huge life-changing moment is by incorporating a recreational activity such as tennis in yeah. my life. Yeah, I agree. I have... Uh my my one thing too is is exercise it's, it, i still i play soccer and it's uh, that's my <clears throat> it, it makes me a nicer person i think that's a great yes <laughs> that's a great you know, <laughs> being able to exercise and keep it's, it's shocking how well that uh settles the mind i think is, is it's a nice uh, well you could go out and jog alone and settle your mind but when you're right. in the soccer i think yeah. everyone at this age needs to tap in to what they did as a child or like something that really is just for them. And I'm sure like with soccer, you have just, you're able to disconnect from everything and you have your teammates and your right. friends. And it just finally allows you to be your authentic yeah. self, not dad, yeah. not hub, hubby, yeah. but just you. Yeah. Yeah. For 90 minutes, it's like, okay, this is what, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm focused on. I don't, you know, that you don't have all the other background noise. So yeah, it's, it's, it is a nice, so I, I totally understand the, the tennis, um, <laughs> the, the, I guess, benefits of, of having something like that for yourself. So that's great. Um, Monica, when people hear this and they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Uh, they can just check our website, rpieducation.com. And when they book there, there's a nice pop-up to book a discovery call and and learn more, or at least sign up for the community for free and you'll get on our mailing list and you'll be notified of our weekly newsletters or offers for different sort of workshops and even free webinars that we host on a regular basis. So you can get to know us and really decide, is this the community that we want. And we also do welcome people who are part of the free membership to even come on and jump on those biweekly Zoom calls and really see what's going on and and kind of be a fly on the wall and listen to to what's happening in in the wealth world. Fantastic. Uh, Final question for you. What advice would you give to someone who is starting out, uh, doesn't necessarily have to be on a real estate journey, but just um, maybe starting out you know, I know you've had the the uh, rich dad, poor dad moment where you sort of <laughs> shifted your life. But but what would you tell someone that that decides, hey, I'm not headed in the right direction financially. What do I what do I need to do to turn this around? I would get them to sign up for the wealth immersion program <laughs> and put themselves through the program and tap into the 
um, industry of experts to get that streamlined systematic process. It's like having a coach in your pocket and it will be us teaching variety of videos going step by step, but it has seven modules. And this is what people need to know. And this is what we're trying to bring into the general population to really fill this wealth gap is to really restructure people in their way of thinking. And the number one tip is, well, there's two tips. The number one is to buy as many assets as possible. And you're not going to know how to do this unless you know know all the steps in the program. But number one, guys, you got to buy as many assets as possible and get your assets to pay for your liabilities. But your number one asset is education. Yeah, yeah. Invest in yourself. Yeah, hundred percent agree. You got to you got to invest in yourself. It's it, it, it's. I think it's hard for people to sometimes take that leap, um, and you have to do it. You have to do it intelligently. I mean, it's it's you know, you don't necessarily want to just give all your money to to the first guru that comes along, but but mm-hmm. invest in yourself, and and a lot of that can be free you know, in terms of just education, there's tons of content mm-hmm. out there. As you said, there's a big portion of your program that's free, but then it, investing yourself, that's, that's investing time. But then when you're getting to the point where you're investing money, you're really serious about this, then yeah, you, you want to get into one of these yeah. programs. That you have to spend time and you, and you have to spend time. Yeah, yeah. Time is your biggest asset. And you do have to spend time focusing on your wealth and investments every day, just like you spend time watching television or you spend time doing things. You have to set out some time to focus on your wealth, yourself and your wealth building every day. And I also wanted to be clear too, in this, in regards to this wealth immersion program, because it's really our lowest offer to really help make the biggest impact change aside from this higher end coaching not everyone can afford higher end coaching, although everyone should be doing it. It can get up there. We've tried to price things as, as low as possible, but this wealth immersion could be as low as one ninety nine a month. Yeah. And so, people, if you don't have a couple hundred bucks a month, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. And I learned that by giving a lot of free advice away. But this is why we let. There are coaching programs, guys, that have lower entry points. Is basically what I'm saying. And it makes it more accessible to people until they build the actual wealth and then they can move on higher. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the, the reality is, is it, it is, you know, you do, you do really have to look at it as, a, as an investment in yourself. It's like, okay, do I spend $200 a month to make myself, you know, to double that or to eventually like far more than that. And so yeah. that's kind of the idea is it's like you, you're not looking at it as it's not, it's not a bill that you're paying that you don't ever see in your return. This is truly an investment in yourself. So no, I think that, yeah. I think that's a uh, seen a lot of um, coaching programs. And, yeah. And every program that we have it shows how you pay that off in a matter of months, $200 a month can equal to an extra $200,000 a year easily. Yeah. And that's pretty much not trying. <laughs> Right, so right. You know, yeah. and you know how powerful real estate is as a wealth yeah. builder. So it's 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 not an overnight, you know, sort of like there's no really overnight wealth building scheme. Mm-hmm. However, getting started, you'll see the first year is going to seem like a drag, but you'll see how quickly it can grow after that. It, it yeah. really does um, compound upon itself. So um, it's a lifestyle for sure, yeah, yeah, and it's something much. that you you always need. To, to have that support as you go along. Cause once you build your portfolio, then you have to maintain your portfolio. Even if you're not growing your portfolio, you have to maintain your portfolio. And we let people do that in real time with the changing conditions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
Um, this has been awesome. I, I really appreciate, like I said, this topic I'm passionate about because I, I, I didn't, none of this was taught to me. I mean, I was, I think 45 before I even gave any consideration to any of the like wealth building strategies, investing, all of that. It was just kind of like work, 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 work. If I need more money, I work more. And if I had used if I had used that strategy in combination with, you know, kind of creating some level of investment and passive income, uh, I'd probably be retired now. So I think it's, um, I think it's, it's something that people have to, to remember that, you know, the resources resources are available for you, for people to help you. The, the content is out there, but ultimately at the end of the day, you have to take the time to educate and invest in yourself is, is ultimately they need to do. And, um, RPI education sounds like a great place to start. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate your time. Um, I think people are going to get a, a ton of value out of this. Thanks. Thanks again for having me and for you taking the time to create such an amazing podcast. I know a lot of people really love to hear um, these amazing stories and and thank you for making this this possible. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, anybody listening, if you like this episode, please um, rate and review. Give us a like. That'll help more people be reached. Um, and we appreciate you listening. All right. Have a great day. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.